and we're live. So welcome to Conversations with uh, JSAM, episode number two, Project PAV. Yeah, right. What is the, the JSAM? Well, first of all, since, since last time, we've had a couple of um, bits of feedback from people who are not part of the JSAM. And a couple of friends said, is it a cult? Well, I'd be pleased to say, yes, it is a bit of a cult, but it's one that I'm pleased to be part of, and I know that many, many others, but it's a cult that's open to many other people. I think it's a good way to describe it, as I described it before, as a family of strangers who come together by posting their fitness, strength, calorie fucking deficit, and neat up 24-7 journeys on social media. I think people talked about it being a bit of a cult because of those two things. They didn't understand what those things were. Maybe go and give Jamie Smith PT a follow on Facebook or Instagram. We post half-naked pictures to strangers on the internet. We network in the private JSAM group on Facebook. We story on Instagram. We comment and praise on other journeys. We meet up with these strangers from the internet without sometimes actually knowing their names, only their aliases, and we become the best of friends. We definitely drink a lot. We go on holiday together. We pick each other up when we're struggling or we're just too wasted to get home. There's arranged walks. We don't go, we don't judge. We fix ourselves and we achieve a lot. And there's definitely some insult or banter over those groups. But so many of those people have changed their lives. And all of that makes for some brilliant stories to tell. If you'd like to come on the show, or you want to recommend somebody else, drop me a DM on Facebook, either from Alistair Mann or Insta, at a man does weight loss JSA. There is a new group, some social medias, under Conversations With on Facebook, and podcast underscore conversations underscore with on Instagram. So having had a successful start to the podcast, with some awesome feedback on episode one, from Joe, I'm over the moon to welcome to the show another JSA legend, and his name was dropped in the last episode, Project Pav, or David, I'm not going to try to say it, maybe he can t say it for us, but maybe pa Pavlikow? Pavlikow. Um, Pavlikow. 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 And, um, yeah. For now, look at, look at it, W's and B's, you, you're there. So maybe he'll, he'll tell us where that, that, that heritage is from. But Pav, I'm so pleased that you've agreed to come on the podcast. You agreed straight away. You've been excited. You've talked about it on your Instagram. Um, and you've supported it to go live. Um, making it will be lots of fun. I'm just excited. Let's get on it. It's a Friday night. It's 10 to 9. We've got some beers. And it's probably still 25 degrees outside. So I appreciate you locking yourself in there in your house to, to make this happen. Yeah. So I don't think I've met Pav. Um, and if I have, I've been way too wasted to remember. And it's probably the former that I actually haven't met him. Um, <laughs> but I kind of feel like I know him through his Instagram stories. Um, it's one of the most visited uh, on a daily basis. Um, he's a regular poster to the JSAM Facebook group. Um, and he's loved by so many. I know that many people have been commenting to both Pav and myself saying that they're really looking forward to this episode. Um, so when writing this, I thought, 
Pavan's everything worked out. He's always up at the crack of dawn. He's storing with a pick of his monster um, and his supplements. He hits his steps. He hits his challenge goals early. And a recent one with some D-balls. His meal prep is on point. Talked about that on a Sunday. Um, his training is varied. It's including CrossFit. And remember, we talked about that with Joe in the last episode. He never misses a progress picture. He's in the budgie brigade. He goes for a dip even in the winter. I think he's just told me and reminded me about his Boxing Day dip. Um, he's had some naps on a Sunday. Um, and I think this guy might just be Mr. JSA him very self. Um, if you're not following him now, I'm sure you will be by the end of the podcast. So welcome, Pav. What do we not know about you? Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yes. I think when um, I put my question box on my Insta, I think it was last Saturday, because in preparation for me doing the beach steps on Sunday, I saw your question come through. I was like, yes, definitely want to do this. Um, so yeah, like, you know, opportunity. Yes, thanks for having me. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to put my experience across to anyone and if it helps just one person then then great uh, but i'm more than happy to to share my experiences stories etc from kind of like the last what two years since i've been in and around uh the jim smith academy so yeah what do you want to know um, so you've been in, been in for two years um, how would you kind of describe yourself as a person? I, oh, I'm very laid back. It takes something quite monumental to ruffle me. Um, I'm a big believer of, you know, if it doesn't impact you or if you can't do anything about it, then don't worry about it. So all this you know, what's going on at the moment, the COVID, you know, if I, you know, I can't necessarily do something to improve that, you know, or fix it. I can, you know, by all means, I can help with, you know, the social distancing, etc. but I can't directly impact that. So I've just got to get on with my life, my routine, my structure, my little bubble as such, um, and feed off whatever's coming into it to, you know, is it going to get? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? What do I have to do? But I'm not worrying about it. You can't control what you can't control. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not worrying about stuff I can't control. So, um, and I've learned that over the past kind of two years, eighteen months, really. So, it's wasted energy. Um, I'd rather focus my energy somewhere else. Um, that might, might, might sound flippant. Might, you know, it might sound irresponsible, but it's working for me so um i am very i don't, I don't think that's irresponsible at all actually Pav. i think that's very responsible because you've got to look after you yeah i think you i think you've got to be um, you know you've got to be very selfish in these matters you know uh i've had people say oh you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing this when replying to my stories and i'm like you just focus on yourself and i will focus on me and my 
immediate people around me. Um, I'm quite comfortable in doing that. And I, don't, and I don't mind that. And I don't mean that nastily when I reply to them. I'm saying, look, you know, you focus on you and I'll focus on me. <laughs> um, I am very black and white. There's no kind of gray area. Gray area. Um, I will admit I'm an overthinker. So, like, I will just overthink stuff until I got an answer that suits what I've been thinking. <laughs> so whether that be right or wrong, uh, and it has got me in trouble in the past, but I, I'm definitely an overthinker. Um, how else would he describe me? Mid back, black and white. Um, I'm very methodical. I'm very structured. So if things go off plan, even the slightest thing, it tends to throw me. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that those probably, if someone was to ask me what three things to describe me, you know, those would be the, the three. Okay, so um, we we spoke about maybe at the start, and um, this might kind of answer um, a question from um, Jack Foster or Fat Loss Foster, oh, a future guest. And it wasn't a question actually; it was just said you might need some subtitles. <laughs> um, so, so, um, however i think that maybe some people might be construed with where they think you live and maybe what your accent is and maybe where, what your heritage is so kind of yeah so i'll, I'll go back to you pr pronouncing my surname which was a good effort actually i think i would probably have to give it an eight eight and a half out of ten um so my granddad originates from belarus uh, when he was still around, uh, and he came over to England before, uh, was it just before the just before the Second World War, um, and he pitched up in uh, Huddersfield, uh, which I believe was originally like a mill town, possibly is that what they describe him? Um, so it's basically one of the if you were to travel from Leeds to Manchester, it's one of the the last towns that you would hit. It's Huddersfield. Um, so I was born in Huddersfield, uh, came up to Newcastle in 99, um, pitched up um, university there, met my first wife there, stayed, <laughs> met my current partner, had a baby, stayed basically. So I'm, I'm, I'm here, but um, back in Yorkshire, I'm originally from a little town called Home Firth which if anyone, and I'm probably ruling out 50% of the target audience here, that if anyone's watched Last of the Summer Wine uh, <laughs> with Compo in, uh, I am literally from that village. Uh, I think who's probably, I think you've maybe similar ages to me, I'm 84, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm new there, I'm, I'm almost there. Okay, so uh, it's kind of what we what was only on the telly when we were growing up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, there was quite regularly BBC crew popping around, and this old bloke ferried about in chauffeur-driven Merc. It was Compo in the back. Um, but yeah, home, it's it's basically the last village before you hit Manchester. So in between Home Firth and Manchester is 
saddle of moors where unfortunately Huddersfield hasn't got a great reputation when it comes to uh, serial killers because you've got like Myra Hindley and Ian Brady, the, the moors murderers, but then you've also got Peter Sutcliffe who went around with his hammer in the 80s. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, so where I'm from hasn't got a great reputation in that respect but yeah that's that's kind of that's why I've got this kind of Yorkshire Geordie twang um, so apparently when I hit Weatherby I start missing my words out <laughs> that's <laughs> start, like, put it in the boot stuff like that instead of put it in the boot um, but yeah the, the daughter's got this kind of because um, her mum's from Sunderland, so, oh well, it's in between Sunderland and Durham, so she's, Amelia's got this kind of Geordie, Yorkshire, Mackham, Twan, <laughs> and she, she sometimes will come out with some words that you know, I'm, even, I'm like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's kind of me and, and, and where I'm from, my heritage. Fantastic. So, there's um your, your insta's kind of full of so you know, there's kind of a couple of things that um you think you're knowing by but you've just recently published your your top 10 monster drinks yeah um and uh, fat girl guides asked me to ask you about um why is fiesta only number three um so if anybody doesn't know that you know, there's a, a, a whole class of energy drinks on the market, and we're not yeah. no product placement here, there's many others. Uh, but but Pav's got a bit of a liking for, for monsters, um, even at five in the morning. Um, yeah. short, short of sleep, it might get you up. But um, yeah, what's the kind of story behind those? So the story behind the monster is when I originally first started my fat loss journey as such, um, I first started following Martin McDonald's um, and he was a big, big advocate of them, you know, you know, it's not bad for you, it doesn't cause diabetes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this drink, which I've never had before, it was marketed as zero calories. It's actually 11 calories, but they're allowed to market it because it's below a certain threshold. And I thought, all right, I'll, I'll try it. I'm not a keen fan of hot drinks first thing in the morning. And it was around the same time I was looking up creatine as well. I was like, it's powdered. How can I get this into my system without necessarily having an, an additional drink? Um, so I bought a Create Monster, I bought my creatine. I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'll, I'll just throw it down, just throw it together. And it's, it just stemmed from there, really. So I think I would rather have something cold on my stomach but it's giving me a caffeine boost as well at the same time before I then go to the gym because I normally train at 6am so when the gyms are open I would go to a 6am class so if I'm getting up at kind of quarter past five I'd rather have a monster straight away so the caffeine's in the system because it takes around 30 minutes for the caffeine to kind of enter your system uh, so by the time I'm hitting the CrossFit class then I'm like right like you know let's go I've also got my creatine in me as well but I will also use it as an appetite suppressant as well so I find fizzy drinks curb my appetite so if i'm kind of if i'm really watching my calories and i want something to midday you know i've been up since five o'clock if i want something midday to kind of see me through the afternoon to kind of 
you know, especially when I've got my head in spreadsheets and stuff like that, giving me that. Instead of having a coffee, I'll just, I'll have another monster because it's going to give me a caffeine boost. It's going to suppress my appetite. I actually like the taste of them. So, you know, we're, it's, 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 a, it's kind of a win-win-win situation for me. Um, but it, it's kind of escalated into this when new flavors come out or, you know, I will go out and, and buy them and try them. You know, there's, it's like anything. You don't necessarily like everyone. Um, so I managed to, is it Rhiannon? Is it Rhiannon who's asked the question? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So she she went to America about three three months ago. Plus, a little bit longer. And she tagged me in on the story saying, "Oh, I'm trying. You know, you need to get this in 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 the UK." And I managed to find a site, a UK site, that brought them in from America to try. So I bought I bought like four of each. So in response to a question, Fiesta is only number three because of its availability in the in the UK. And it's not like, it's like three quid a can, whether I can get my number one, well, my joint first place for like a quid a can. So I've yeah. got to take all these into consideration. So if anyone's interested in, <laughs> in my review of the monsters, it's, it is on my profile on, in my highlights. Uh, and I've given them all a, a, you know, a little description, uh, like TripAdvisor. Uh, so you can go on and, and make your own judgment, but but you know, like it's. I, I think a lot of the banter as well comes from that. You know, there's a couple of us that kind of like, why don't you like this? Oh, that's awful and stuff like that. But no, it's it, it is. It's with anything. It's down to personal personal choice. But I prefer the green. I prefer the green one and the red one. So well, I tried the green one. I've, anybody who's uh, listening and uh, knows that I've got a uh, a slight heart condition. I shouldn't be having them, but. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when uh, you know, when they do give you that massive, massive kick, but um, you know, there's a uh, you know, perhaps reason behind behind having these monsters, and you know, if that works and helps you, you know, like you said, suppress your appetite. Get, yeah, yeah, there's, there's absolutely. Like I say, I, I just I used to drink when I was an idiot. I used to put, I used to do the whole bulletproof coffee stuff. I was like, what's worse, like having an oily, hot drink on your stomach before then going working out? Woo! No chance. <laughs> but no, it was ever since kind of then, really, I'm like, no, I don't want a hot drink. I'd rather just, just rather have a cold on. It's much easier as well. Yeah, it works for you. So, plus, you can just jump in the car with it and you've, it's with you. So, and you can transport it. If you're at work, you don't need to get up from your desk or, or anything. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, you mentioned spreadsheets then are you um you so sounds like you use that at work spreadsheets and you know yeah uh, i've got a coffee mug that says i love spreadsheets on it um i've got exactly the exact same cup <laughs> so, and um you know does that transport back into your like your, your fitness journey things do you track things quite detailed are you you're quite analytical person or when i first started like 100 percent I was, um, you know, all of my calories, um, sleep, because at the time I had a Fitbit. Um, I've actually, well, I've, I've gone to the Garmin now that track my sleep, and I'm, I'm loving that. Um, I'm at a stage now where I'm not necessarily as anal on my calories. Um, I've got to the stage, and if people can get to that stage, then it's great, where you can just eyeball stuff. Uh, so I don't necessarily 
track my calories as much, but you know, things like steps, um, heart rate, resting heart rate, um, how fast I'm walking over certain lengths, things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for the all for the data. Um, with, like I use a from a weight, I use a, an app called Happy Scale, and that provides you with a moving average. Yeah. Uh, so I'm all over that. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, I've uh, I've got an Apple Watch and a Garmin, but um, I've got a Garmin scale, and that uh, you're a daily a daily wear, which I think yeah. is maybe uh, contradictory to maybe some of what the JSA do, where they measure, they don't weigh. Um, I remember you talking about that. That actually you look at the average number, not the the, the daily number, uh, and I do the same. Um, I use the Garmin scale. Um, yeah. which um, links to my watch and everything and, and I just look at the when I put my weight in the JSA app on a Sunday I pick the I pick the weekly average rather than yeah. what my weight was on that day um, so yeah it sounds like you know, Joe talked in the last episode about um, tracking our calories on you know, continuously for like 870 days yeah. um, which I know some people um, spoke to me about it and said that was one thing they really realised they didn't know, but you just talked about being able to eyeball a food and go, oh, that's 600 calories. Yeah, so, yeah. so going back to the, the, the daily weigh-in, I know it is kind of contradictory to what the JS uh, advise, but I think it's an unbelievable tool if you, if you are prepared or if you can use it right. So I think if you can understand and recognize that you are going to fluctuate between four kilograms in possibly two or three days based on what you eat, based on your activity levels, based on how much water you are not drinking, based on how much sleep that you're having, then use it. If you can't, then don't. Use the mirror, use your clothes, use the tape measure. I just can't be asked to use a tape measure anymore. I'm, you know, I'll still use my, I'll still use my clothes. Uh, as a guide, um, but I know from past challenges where I have measured and weighed, measured and weighed, etc., and gone so on. I know that my uh, measurements will correlate to what it says on the step. Okay. And until, and until that changes, no one's going to, no one is going to tell me not to use a scale. I will use them every day. Yeah, I think so. And then maybe just to kind of um, just kind of asterisk that point there. I know that yeah. women um, with their cycles, yeah, you fluctuate maybe a lot more than that. So, you know, that's something for for women to be careful. But um, as oh, yeah. as yeah. Paul Water says, you've never been a woman, and I've never been a woman. So, oh, okay. that. you know, and I I know some women who do use the scales every day, but they. They are recognised. They're, they're fully aware of when their cycle is. They're fully aware of those fluctuations. Um, but it is a mental. It is a mental battle. You know, you get on and you think, "Shit, I've gained like two kilograms overnight." But then you think, "Do you know what? I've had, you know, I had some pasta. I had some rice. I haven't really slept well. I haven't had much water." And it's, it's just one of the, it's, it's one of those. It's, it's something that it, it's taken me. 18 months out of the two years to kind of get to that stage so it's not it won't happen overnight but 
Okay. I think I, that's important to remember is actually that's where you can get to. Yeah. And your early part of the journey might have been kind of very different to that. Oh, yeah. So, so as a maybe taking away, going away from the fitness a little bit, um, kind of you know, what what's kind of your your hobbies away from that? That your know, music, film, your know, books. I'm not a reader. Uh, I just can't. I've got well, I've got James's book in January. I still haven't opened it. Apart from when he signed it, but uh, no, I'm just not a just. It's one of my New Year's resolutions to try and start reading, but just kind of I need to be on holiday so I can. If I'm on holiday, I can read a book cover to cover, a decent sized book in three days. No, like no problem at all. Just at home, I've got no interest, unfortunately. Um, well, I mean, for you to squeeze it in, I would, uh, I'd be thinking, you know, you've probably got to take away even more of that sleep that you're... Uh... I know, exactly, yeah. Um, but no, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm not a big reader. I'm only just getting into kind of podcasts as well. Um, I prefer when I go on my walks to listen to music because it's, it's an upbeat and I can, you know, it's, it's that kind of that music rhythm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm stepping along to that. Um, so I'm only just getting into podcasts. Obviously, I've listened to Jim's podcasts. Um, I've started listening to uh, Jordan Syatt. Yeah. Um, I really like him. Very similar to James and his approach. Um, but I don't know, it, it's, it, it's, it's a really easy listen. Um, I tried listening to Joe Rogan's, but like, it's three hours. Yeah, there's lots that are very long. Um, yeah, so the Joe Rogan ones, I find that sometimes I just watch on YouTube the Joe Rogan clips. Um, yeah. If anybody's listening and you're into podcasts, you'll have to know that you know, Joe Rogan is going purely over to Spotify. Um, is that a good thing or not? Um, it's just probably for him at $30 million or whatever he's getting paid for, for those. Yeah. Um, but you you mentioned um, Martin McDonald and maybe nutrition. Yep. Kind of what's um, I mean, you know, we might be jumping around here a bit, but um, what kind of learnings on on nutrition have you have you taken? Because since maybe joining JSA and, and going on your journey, what's you mentioned you're taking things from him? Has there any, been any other learnings that you maybe stuck? I think what I've gathered from him, not specific bits saying, oh yes, this is 100%. And I think it's the kind of, it's the cherries on the top, which I can possibly adapt a bit later on. So about when, I, when I'm getting to a certain stage and I want to maintain or I want to reverse diet, etc. It'll be things that I've picked up from from Martin McDonald, um, Ben Carpenter, uh, John Syatt. And I've recently started following a girl called Emma at ESG Fitness. I heard of her. Um, and she's excellent. I've only started following her in the past, I think, 10 days. But those four people, uh, I don't know if it's their, I think it's their, it must be their delivery style. They're all slightly different to one another, 
But what, but what they do is that they break it down into bite size, layman's terms, chunks. <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe it. Um, because self-admittedly, my attention span isn't great. Uh, you know, if I'm going to re-listen back to this podcast one, once it's done and available, I'll probably listen to it in 15-minute chunks. So, yeah. but, um, but those four especially, um, I think, are great at what they do, providing the free content and just how they explain everything. I've, I've, I've learned something off those four people every week. Brilliant. So just just before we kind of maybe jump into into your journey, uh, yeah. You music. What what is what's kind of uh, music? Well, I've actually got a, a playlist. Plug. <laughs> like playlist. Yeah, but that's that's just stuff that I use for when I'm out walking. Uh, if you've been watching my deep old videos, you probably see me with my headphones on. It's just upbeat stuff when I when I go do the beach steps. So that is very kind of housey, funky music. That's probably the best way. Um, I do like Oasis. They're probably my favorite band. Um, Sigma. Just to be honest, I can listen to anything. If it's got a beat, if it's if it's got a beat and it captures me if you know what i mean if it just kind of hooks me and i'm like oh that's all right and then i'll then i'll listen to it and possibly see who sang it and go down that rabbit hole and find their find their other songs but i wouldn't say oh wow i am definitely a massive fan of one person or one band and follow them all the time i'm, I'm it's just not me well if people want to uh you know see what's uh, going on in pav's headphones maybe going to yeah it's uh your playlist? Play- is it just a Project Pav playlist? It's Playlist Pav. Playlist Pav. <laughs> 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 there's, there's a whole brand of Pav coming out here then. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you have to copyright it all. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> so, kind of, uh, just one last bit then, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, I know that you've got a young daughter. And when I look at kind of um, in JSAM group, there's often questions about you know from from new parents or, or parents with with children and things about how do they continue to or start to manage their own fitness and health journey with yeah. a little one around. How have you kind of found that or adjusted to that? Uh, I didn't at first. <laughs> Just didn't. It was a continuous cycle of balance and sleep, keeping her alive and eating convenience food, including takeaways. And that's what kind of led me to the, the kind of the start of, I need to get my shit together. Um, but it, it's difficult, you know, as, as a, a lot of my friends in the James Smith Academy are parents and regular having chats about, Jesus, didn't get much sleep last night, or so-and-so, was an absolute little shit or, you know, and it's just, it's, it's a constant battle of who's been a little shit and who hasn't been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sugar going in it, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess 
maybe that discipline of I've got to get back to it, and maybe yeah. and maybe the James Smith way of you can balance your calories and you know allow yourself to have the bad day. Um, I mean, I can't speak; I'm not a parent, but if you want it enough, you'll make it work, and that's being a parent or not. So, one of my sayings that uh, that I kind of not coined, but is make sacrifices, not excuses. So don't don't be kind of oh, if, you know, I can't do this because of this, and you kind of you making if you're already making excuses in your head, you're not going to do it. But if you're on the other side where you think, well, do you know what? I could, yes, if this happens, then it, I don't necessarily have to do that, but I can still continue by doing, you know, by focusing on this. So, yeah, that's, it's, you've got to make sacrifices, 100%. And that's if you want it, you know. Yeah, whether that's sacrificing half an hour in bed or, yeah, you know, um, sacrificing yeah. now night out with the boys or whatever it is that yeah. you know, you've got to um you've got to kind of be yeah disciplined to your, to yourself so i think you mentioned it on your instagram story maybe a couple of weeks ago when or, or uh, earlier this week when yeah. it was run up to amelia's birthday um, yeah amelia's pab's daughter and you mentioned that that was your why yeah definitely i was when when Amelia was born, it was in my head. But like I say, that you know, as every parent will tell you, those first kind of nine months, nine to twelve months, God, like absolute whirlwind. But it was in my head straight away, and I was I was already carrying a bit of weight when she was born, and all I had in my head it was I didn't want to be the fat dad. I didn't want to be the fat dad that wasn't able to run around the garden, that wasn't able to run around the park or be on the beach, um, not being able to take part in sports days with her and things like that. And it absolutely scared the shit out of me. Um, so that was kind of my, that was my why. Um, but as with everything, it doesn't necessarily happen straight away. Um, what I see in the in the Facebook group sometimes is like people are wanting instant answers and they want an instant results. And it's it's about finding your own path. Yes, we you know we can give the new people as much advice as possible, but they've got to find their own path. They've got to kind of try things out. They can't expect everything to just like happen straight away. And it didn't with me. Like um, I so. Mealy was born 2017 and it wasn't until just before her first birthday I saw something that kind of kicked me into life basically to say right I need to do this. What was that that you saw then? Uh, I, I, I use it sometimes in one of my transformation pictures so there's a picture of me in a maroon t-shirt with me holding her um, and all I can see is this big belly hanging on, hanging out from underneath Amelia from where I'm holding, from help, from where I'm holding her. So that was in the the April, and I saw that as like right, I need to get stuff done. But as I say, it doesn't happen straight away. And I was on holiday in the September, 
And again, there was another picture that I, I, I've used that a few times as well in my transformation, some of my transformation posts on my Insta. And it's of me in a red t-shirt with a uh, kind of like a side profile. And all I can see is this massive belly. Um, and that was in the September. Um, and I knew there was a challenge coming, starting a couple of weeks later. Um, so the day I saw that picture, uh, I signed up to the academy on a three month block. So that would cover me for the, the period of the, uh, the 12 week challenge. So you, you committed to, to that long, long time. I went long time and at that time was probably three months. You know. Yeah. So I think, I think Joe alluded to it on her podcast. It's like you, you followed someone for so long. It's, it's still that kind of, am I going to give this guy some money to see what, what he can do or what, whatever product, not, not necessarily product that he's selling, but his whole ethos, his whole, yeah, I would, to me, I think product probably is the right, is the right word. Is this going to work for me? Yeah. Um, I've, I, I've followed James from when he had 3,000 followers on Facebook and he used to do his lives to like 15 people in the, in the cafe outside, in the, in the cafe outside um, his gym and thing. Um, but someone clicked with him straight away. First time I saw him, I don't know how he appeared in my Facebook feed, but I stumbled across him one day and he just something just clicked. Just instantly resonated with him. Uh, he was a bit cheeky. He swore a bit. Uh, but again, like, like the other four that I'd mentioned, you know, Mike McDonald, uh, Ben Carpenter, etc. just his delivery just seemed to, to hook me. Um, I'd say that was 2016. So it actually took me, you know, two years to say, right, I am going to give you some money. I'm going to follow what you've been telling me. Let's see if it works. Um, kind of, what else had you tried before? Uh, had you tried anything before that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, tried the Cambridge diet. Um, where you get like the shakes and you get the ketosis sticks. It lasted about a week. Um, I got to the ketosis stage because I can remember peeing on the sticks. I was like, oh yeah, man, get in. <laughs> and the taste in my mouth, I was like, I will never ever forget it. I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. I lasted a week. Um, I did Weight Watchers. Now, I think there is a place for Weight Watchers. I think... It's the coming out of Weight Watchers, which you need to be very wary of. Because I lost a stone and a half. Okay. Um, and it wasn't a case of that I put it on straight away. It was just a gradual. Um, and that was just due to circumstances at my time. So I lost a stone and a half. I also did something called the elimination diet, which is basically remove everything, anything from your diet that you could possibly be intolerant to. Um, so that was like, like dairy, caffeine, alcohol. It was, it was all basically whole foods that you ate. Um, and I actually lost three stone in four months on that. And that was through, effectively at the time, 
it was labeled differently, but you know, just exercise, weight, weightlifting, cardio, not necessarily a lot of walking, but I did a lot in the gym. Um, and my PT at the time, he actually he, he guided me through the reintroduction of food. So it did work. So there is a place for these fad diets. It's just, I think it's just the aftercare service. It's how the, um, you know, how you're taught about it, how you, you know, if you, you are into reintroducing foods, how, how you go about that. Um, and I actually kept the weight, that weight off for about two years. Um, but then I, I, I ruptured my ACL in my left knee. Um, how did you do that? Playing football. Every, uh, every man of a certain age has ruptured his ACL from playing football. Yeah. So I've got like I've got three pins in my knee, and I've got like part, but I've I've got fibers from my hamstring now are in place where my ACL was, um, and I I just slowly start to gain weight since that injury uh, up until the point where I joined I joined the challenge. So what do you think the difference is then? If so, you haven't left JSA behind and James always talks about wanting to get you to a place where you can be completely by yourself yeah what's the difference with the kind of JSA way that if you didn't have that tomorrow you could still sustain it I think the stuff that I've learned it's more simplified it is basically calories in versus calories out and lift weights, keep your knee high. Yeah. I think if someone was to say that, you know, and I was, to be honest, I, I think, I think the, the analogy that he uses is that effectively he wants to be a driving instructor. You come in, learn for a couple of months, go away, do it on your own. You know, he, he openly admits that. Yeah. So I've done that just dive back into a challenge just because I fancied it. Um, just needed a bit of a, a boost really, just to kind of get myself back into a routine. I probably found that routine about three or four weeks ago. So even when this challenge ends in I think it's seven days, I'll just carry on. I'm just gonna carry on what I'm doing. I'm not gonna stop for two weeks or stop for however many weeks. I'm kind of in that rhythm now, that zone. So I'll just, I'm just going to carry on. Um, so what keeps you to be part of yeah, a paying member to JSA then? So I'm a paying member. So I've only ever been, um, I've only ever bought blocks. Okay. Uh, so I bought a block for my first challenge. I bought a block for my second challenge and I bought a block for this challenge. So in between, I haven't being a paying member, uh, but I've always been treated like a paying member. And I mean that in respect to um, the support that I've had outside. So, you know, Pippa in the, you know, the, she's the, one of the coaches and even James himself, like if I've ever needed to speak to him or reach out to him for anything or any advice, he's always treated me as if I was a paying member, but very much like a friend as well. So, so yeah, it's, it's, 
it's an amazing community that is built. And it's not necessarily, you know, the people that are in there as well. It's actually the, the people that run it. So, you know, James, um, James Shaw, you know, the, the rest of the guys that, that work behind the scene, the coaches, you know, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. What about um, your fellow JSAMs then? Do we, do we help? Yes, definitely. Um, it's... I, when I put my question box up saying ask me a question, it's like I, I do get often asked often what motivates me. And I will always say myself. It, I, I motivate myself. The, you know, motivation comes from within. And I'm a big believer of that. Um, I think what I alluded to earlier, you know, if you want something enough, you will do it. If you don't, then you won't bother. But I can, I can gain inspiration and encouragement from from the other members uh, you know there's little pockets out there you, you'll always get that um, but I think you know I have a couple of people I speak to uh, at five o'clock in the morning because we're always up at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and like if you're if you're up if you got if you have some days you know you get up at five or you're out the door for five o'clock and some days you are like half asleep and you send a message to you see someone's story and they're up you drop them a message and you back and forth and within five and it's five you've gone 45 minutes and you, you're still talking and you think oh do you know what i've actually done 45 minutes of walking then i haven't even realized so there is that that help like people are helping each other where they, where they may not necessarily think that they're helping if you know what i mean so you've got you know you've got people who speak to at 5 a.m i've got other people i can speak to about uh, nutrition you know, but other people, you know, there's people on the other side of the world in America and Australia who you kind of sometimes they're coming to you at like eleven o'clock at night and you're just about a little asleep and you think, oh my God. But it's that that's what it is. It's 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 not just England, it's 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 literally worldwide. You know, people in you know, there's people in South Africa, um, you know, so people in New Zealand as well. So yeah, it's 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 amazing what's what you know what's come from this. Absolutely. So, um, kind of just before we we maybe jump in and, and maybe you can tell me about about those those challenges. Um, yeah. You mentioned maybe asking questions and things on on Instagram. If you where, when did you kind of have you maybe get did you gain confidence to jump on and start storying and talking to your phone and. Um, and using Instagram in that that way because I think you're really active on it. You you do um, your, your bath time um, stories. And yeah. I know yeah. you were asked recently about was that Jack um, Foster? It, it, it was definitely Jack. Jack definitely started one yeah one hundred percent. I first I set up this uh, my GSA. I call it GSA. It's not it's not necessarily GSA account, but I set up um, this account when I started the challenge, and I just—I was just going to be using it as a kind of an accountability diary, as such. So I say it's private. Didn't let any of my mates, any of my family, or anything like that join. It was just purely for GSA members, because I think I'd seen a post earlier on in the group when I joined about people setting up Instagram accounts and following each other and encouraging and stuff like that. And when I first started following them, like. 
they were posting their profile, their, their progress pictures and things like that. And because it was private, I just thought, well, if everyone else is doing it, you know, I might as well. So I wasn't too concerned about posting my, uh, my progress pictures. Um, the stories were more, that came as a bit of a slow burner. So I set up the account in October. I probably didn't start talking on it until December. Um, but then just some something just clicked and you can't shoot me up on it now. Right? You know, just, just one of those where I think it was, I did the Boxing Day dip. Um, and I was in Perry but I also put it on Facebook, on my main Facebook. So all my mates and all my family had seen it. And I just thought, do you know what? I don't give a shit here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you everyone see me in a pair of budgies now. So I just, I just let it on private and let the, the floodgates open, so to, so to speak, so anyone could follow me. Um, so again, I think it is just in that mindset where, you know, you do you and I'll do me. You know, and it kind of that, that, that's around the budgies as well, the, like the budgie smugglers, you know. And I refer back to James again on, on that, you know, I think he put a post on around, around the time where, you know, he was wearing budgie smugglers, you know, why should you care what people think? And I thought, you know what, for the next challenge, I'll buy a pair and I'll use them as my progress pictures. Um, so, yeah, that's. It's kind of, it was kind of all linked, the stories, making my profile public and, and all the budgie smugglers, it all kind of came together at once and, you know, and I just thought, well, do you know what? Fuck it, let's go ahead, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many pairs of budgies have you got? Ten. Ten pairs. Um, and me, uh, I've got, one of those ten is a matching uh, with Amelia. So you and your daughter have got matching budgies. We have, yeah. Um, she's going to hate you when she's older. Nah, <laughs> she's love it, man. She's love it. Loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to kind of recap, maybe then, so if you watch Pav's um, Instas, and you'll be able to see him getting in the in the mouth of the time, um, which you know, according to. So there's maybe a bit of a battle between uh, you know, some others that don't get in the water, that the East Coast is warmer than the West Coast. But um, I think it's still uh, you know, very brave to be doing that. And you know, that maybe did that come from the kind of James Smith thing of you know, a dip is um, a swimmers for the sword? Oh, a dip is for the sword, yeah. Um, no, um, it's, it started from the Boxing Day dips. Um, and I've read about uh, cold water therapy. Um, but also, like, Newcastle United on a summer, in the summer, will go down and train on the beach and they'll go soak their legs in the sea afterwards. Um, so I was doing the beach steps and I thought, you know what? I might just go in the sea and like, see what my legs are like afterwards after I just soak them. And it was amazing. So I thought, you know what? I've been in the sea on Boxing Day, like minus two. Why don't I just not like just instead of just dipping my legs in, just I just go in. Um, and then I seen a post of uh, Jay Alden done, and then uh, Paul Mort 
he's a big advocate of the, the cold water therapy. Um, so I just started going in every week. And what I tend to do is, what Jay Alden was saying was like, you know, start, start your day on the, on the worst possible thing. You know, eat the frog, have a cold shower, go in the cold sea. But I've actually flipped that because I love it. I love going in the sea. And I love the I love the adrenaline rush. I love the. It's. I'll always say it's not. It's getting in is not cold. Being in isn't cold. It's the getting out that's cold, and especially if there's a wind. But I love it. I love I like. I love the sensation. I love how it tingles, etc., etc. So I've I flipped it on the head, and I will always try and do it on a Sunday. And but I always start my week on a Sunday. Mentally, I start my week on a Sunday. Because you all see you all see these posts and you see it on Instagram, you see it on Facebook, oh it's Monday tomorrow. Oh, if Monday was this, it would be this, you know. It was like bollocks to that. Start your week on a Sunday, start your week on something on and doing something that's positive, doing something so instead of kind of being here and having to try and force yourself up here in a Monday, you are you know, you're already up here with me, I'm, I'm kind of like up at, I'm already at 80% on a Sunday. And so only to try and get to 90% on a, for, for a Monday, you've got that, just that extra 10% to find. So instead of being down at 20% on a Sunday night, thinking, oh God, I've got to get up here. So yeah, I mentally start my week on a Sunday. And do you think that that then leads into the meal prep you the you're probably getting into a mindset of being you're ready to go to work all of that then yeah the, the meal prep started just from a cost perspective so i was i was spending what five six quid a day when for probably an extra fiber i can make five meals out of it you know and if i prep my own and then it was just a kind of like right how can i make this more suited to my nutritional goals, you know, could I, you know, <clears throat> the common question I get asked about meal prep is, what meals can you recommend? And I'm like, what do you like to eat? <laughs> it's, 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 it's as simple as that, you know, people try and reinvent the wheel or they try and think, oh, I must eat this because Pavs is eating this or I must eat this because Steph's eating this. Don't overcomplicate it. If you want, you know, if you're going to be eating something for five days in a row or three days in a row, however many times you want to prep, you want something that you enjoy. Not because I posted it on my Instagram. You know, I post on my Instagram stuff I like to eat. Mm. Now, I'm pretty robotic. <laughs> I can eat the same thing five days in a row. Now, I see, I see food as fuel, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I will always make food that I like, but between Monday to Friday, between 5 a.m. and half 7, that food is fuel for me. And what I do, I tend to make sure I make something on, on the evening that I really enjoy. So that's, that, that's kind of my mindset. Um, but yeah, if I go into Monday and I am prepped, which is very, very rare, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like all over the shop. I'm just like, whoa, what, 
what the hell's going on? What am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> you know, I'm just, uh, it's, I'm, I'm just a bit of a mess. But because you need that routine, I need that routine. I need that structure. Yeah. I think I noticed that at the start of lockdown and things that I re- I recognised I need the routine, and I had yeah. to reinforce that in, in recent weeks. And I've kind of spoke about that on my Instagram that actually I need the routine, and I think that that's. Joe F that last week. I think that's a very common theme to anybody else who's looking to do it. Is yeah, get a routine that you can stick to, and that you will stick to. Yeah, and if you fall off of it today, you can put it back in place tomorrow. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think that I've learned about tracking calories and things. So challenges then, Pav. Yeah, you pick. I think some very different goals for your challenges um and i think that's yeah, joe joe mentioned it last week about she chose a strength goal and you know i think your your t- goals this time were number of laps and endurance goal um at the beach steps and lifting a d-ball which i think you said that came from not having any equipment and crossfit allowing you to, to take something home yeah so I'm, this is my third challenge um i did two back to back from october 20 2018 to april 2019 now i would thoroughly recommend if you can do it do two back to back if you are new or if you are currently in a challenge and you are able to do the next challenge, I would do two back-to-back. Now, hear me out on this. What I found during my first challenge, it took me eight weeks to find what I call my sweet spot. Now, what I mean by my sweet spot was I could take my calories low enough, but I was still able to increase my meat. I was still able to do three workouts, and I could do a boot camp and and or a swim but it took me eight weeks to find that and that was a bit of tinkering here a bit of tinkering there so when i found that sweet spot after eight weeks i thought i've only got four weeks left of this challenge i'm gonna do the next one because what that means i've got four weeks on my adjusted calories yeah where i'm not hungry it's just right and that's why I'm in the sweet spot. So when that, when that challenge ended, it was like a two-week gap. So I took my calories a good bit, probably just below maintenance. And then as the new challenge started, I knew what my calories would have to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I hit, so I hit the ground running to give, my, give you know, me the best possible run at those 12 weeks. Um, so for those two challenges, my goal was fat loss. It was based on uh, inches. So that, that, that's my, that, those are my measurable goals. What I wanted to do is, and not everyone has to do this, but you, I gave myself some sub-goals. Um, so one of so my, my sub-goal in my second challenge was um, to do a photo shoot at the end. Uh, another goal was I had a particular t-shirt that I wanted to get into which my sister had bought like five years previous um, and it's just those little sub goals that you can 
hopefully achieve along the way. Yeah. Um, you know, I know everyone says, you know, don't look at the weight, but again, another one of my sub goals was weight. So like, it doesn't have to be your main focus, you know, your main measurable goal. Um, but for this particular challenge, yeah, my, I wanted to do something strength-based. So originally what it was is around five main lifts in CrossFit. I want, so I totaled those up as a benchmark and I wanted to increase that figure by 25%. But as the challenge came, went on with the, in the first three or four weeks, it was evident that the gyms weren't going to be open. Um, and luckily my gym was letting members borrow the equipment so I managed to pick up a barbell uh, a couple of 15 kilogram plates um, an ab mat and I also picked a d-ball the reason I picked a d-ball was um, a couple of weeks before lockdown I'd been in CrossFit competition and one of the um, one of the wads included a d-ball I really felt it like from my ankle to my neck, like really putting the effort in. And then a couple of days after the competition, one of the actual wads was picking up the D-ball and throwing it and throwing it over his shoulder. And I thought, do you know what? If I can do that at home, you know, a couple of days a week, um, I'll do it. So as the challenge, as, as, as the weeks went on, I was kind of, I was, to be honest, it's probably the first time I felt anxious. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do anything here. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't increase my weight because I haven't got that amount of weight. You know, I haven't got a squat rack. I haven't got anything like that to, to actually do it. So I spoke to Pippa, one of the coaches, and I said, look, I've got a deep ball. You know, what do you reckon? You know, I could do something with that. And she goes, yeah, yeah, that sounds, sounds great. Um, so I calculated, did a few, you know, bit of quick maths, how many days were left in the challenge. Uh, it weighed 50 kilograms, you know, honestly, put to, to figure out the air, thinking, right, 150,000 kilograms over 53 days, how many reps would I have to do? Um, so I mailed James Shaw and I mailed James Smith. I got a reply back within an hour. I've got them saying, yeah, this happened. And just crack on. So that's how it, how, how it came about. Um, if anybody who doesn't know what a D-ball is, maybe go and have a look at uh, Pab's Instagram. But yeah, it's like it's a weird alien blob. It's it's not a ball because it can't sit round. It's that heavy. It's fifty kilograms, and uh, you see him in his driveway lifting it up and throwing it down. And you know, I'm, I think you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that you were maybe going to be lifting your driveway and uh, and redoing it. <laughs> I think you find that a bit more difficult now. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> those, those slabs are going to be well, well knocked into the ground. But the, honestly, the deal, I, I, thought, I thought it would get easier, and it, and it just doesn't. It's so unforgiving, and it, it's a total body workout from my ankle to my neck. Every day, I'm blowing out my ass once I've done my reps. Honestly, it is exhausting. Do you feel stronger? Yeah. Yeah. I look stronger. Like I look, I, I'm heavier. I'm actually heavier than I was at the beginning of the challenge. But I look leaner. So that has to be that, that has to be muscle. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, so, um, kind of, you know, obviously I, you, know, um, sent you some some stuff through, and uh, I don't think we've, you, know, um, 
we've spoken about um, maybe meetups. Um, yeah. I am mindful of time for anybody who's listening has listened to the first one. We're going to try to keep this this short. So um, I'm aware that we've probably just ticked on to an hour. Um, so maybe just um, I think we're, we've spoke about so much, um, but maybe if you could just kind of talk about the meetups and because. I think they're a big part of the JSAM. Yeah, so it's it's generally they generally happen around at the end of challenges. Uh, so it gives everyone kind kind of a chance to let off steam, meet up. Just like it's it is a, a great social aspect. So you know you've you know if you're you're new to it or even if you're established, you may have developed new friendships within that period of doing a challenge because your goals are similar. So it gives people who you speak to through, you know, four inches of plastic on your phone to actually go and meet, meet people. Um, so the, I've been to four and they've all been of varying different sizes and they've all had their, their own, you know, they've all been excellent. Because like I say, it, it's just a way of kind of meeting people with common interests, common goals. Let your hair down, have a couple of beers. Do you know what I mean? So, but I've got, I've got a reputation of saying that I don't actually, oh, I'm not going, I'm not going. And then I'll just turn up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did, I did that in Barcelona. <laughs> did you? So, you? so you went to IFS then? Yeah. Did you yeah. was it as good as so I, I got massive FOMO from going from everybody going to IFS. Yeah, it was it was good to know, but I would do it differently next time. So last time it was just a case of for me and I think a few of the others I've spoken to did the same. They just kind of went out, they sat around the pool, people watched, stuff like that. But I think next time uh, I would definitely do the seminars. Just because my goals, you know, my, my at the time, my goals weren't necessarily for the people that I would do in the seminars. So I'd be really interested in, in doing like something with Sonny Webster with like the Olympic lifting and stuff like that. Um, but no, it was like if people were, they were wondering about, oh, will my face fit and stuff like that, just just go. It's really good. It's it's excellent. And like all the, all the famous people, inverted commas, who you, you know, expect, you know, of the fitness industry, we're all really approachable, good laugh. It's, yeah, it's, it's a very unique, um, but yeah, I would uh, thoroughly recommend it. Brilliant. Um, thoroughly um, informative, entertaining. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, Pav, how can people get, like, follow you, you know, continue with your journey um so um i am on instagram and at project pav all one word all lowercase um i'm on facebook but i don't necessarily open that up to the public as it were so yeah we'll just we'll just stick with instagram uh people can i'm happy for people to to follow me on there uh, if ever, anyone wants to listen to my playlist, as I say, it's just on Spotify and it's playlist path again, all, all one word. So, yeah, 
Brilliant. And um, I'm sure you'll be able to see him uh, on Sunday um, doing uh, probably is this last one or second last one on the beach day? Actually, I'm, yeah, I'm actually doing it tomorrow because I've got, I've got a Zoom quiz on, uh, on Saturday right. night. And the last time I did the Zoom quiz with these particular people, it descended into absolute chaos. <laughs> uh, I ended up doing the beach steps, still drunk on two hours sleep. Um, so I'm not doing that on Sunday morning. So I'm actually going to be doing it tomorrow morning. So yeah, I'll be doing the beach steps tomorrow morning. I'll be up at around 10 to 4, I think. Sunrise is at 4.34 right early. So yeah. So uh, you'll have your chalk at the ready. and. Uh, so that that's a CrossFit thing, right? The chalk. It's again. It's just. It's it's one. It, it's it's me being lazy. That's it's a visual thing. So I'm just. That's why I do CrossFit because. I turn up. It's on the board. My workout. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to. Plan it myself like I used to do when I you know it, it's just there. I can I can go in do my workout go home and suffer. So if, I, if I'm marking, and you've probably seen it when I'm doing my D-balls, I mark it down. It's just I'm not having a count in my head. It's something visual. Like it's, one, it's one less thing for me to actually remember. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, enjoy the beach steps tomorrow. Um, there's, there's one thing I think you should um, maybe look at from, from Pav um, when you go to his Instagram, and that's uh, some of his uh, progress photos. But in particular, I think it was a famous one where he's uh, gone to the Angel of the North in a, in a pair of budgies and had some uh, pictures taken, um, you know, posing in, in budgies from, from the progress that he made. Um, and, you know, maybe there'll be another special one coming up. Um, who knows? I haven't got anything planned for End of Challenge this time uh, like that. But, yeah, it was, again, that was around the whole confidence thing. Um, I'd actually done a poll about six weeks previous and no one really cottoned on. I said, oh, I just said, well, you know, what reminds you most of Newcastle? Is it the Angel of the North or is it the Bridges? And in my head, I'm thinking, whatever they say, whatever they vote for, I'm going to do a photo shoot there. So we came back Angel of the North. So I rocked up Friday before challenge pictures of when I submitted. And the Angel of the North, this photographer, um, I'm standing there in a pair of budgies and a coach turns up with tourists. So what you, so what actually, so what you don't see like way off to the right is a coach load of tourists <laughs> taking clothes of me. <laughs> <laughs> but if that doesn't say I don't give a fuck what people think, then <laughs> what, you know what, what is going to think? Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, that was, uh, that was fairly unplanned, but I just thought, sorry. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think you're you amazing progress. Um, you know, good luck for the next couple of challenges. We'll definitely stay in touch because, unfortunately, I think we're both a bit of a sucker for for a challenge and seem to get yeah. into things like twenty k steps. Yeah, it's it's good. I think it's it's good to motivate. You know, Kate, uh, Kate set that up as a bit of motivation for her. I think just get involved in stuff if you if you know you're going to do it then why not just uh, encourage everyone? And for, you know, for me, I, I put a, an Instagram uh, video back uh, with me doing the, the press-ups. I find that things like that just keep you committed because you're like, I can't yeah. not do it now. And I tend to do it and, and I'll put something out there 
um, on Instagram, and then I go, oh shit, why did I do that? That's yeah, I that reminds me actually. You tagged me in, didn't you? I know I'm like two days behind. I haven't done them. Nothing. Only three days tomorrow, so oh. <laughs> I'll start them soon. So you're 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 that catch up, but um, yeah, join in on those things. Um, you know, tag tag Pav for his uh, 10k before 8 a.m. or you know any any other ones that he puts up, and just get involved in that that side of the community as well. Because um, I think if it can just help you stay accountable, make you go out and do the things, and uh, remind you at half past ten at night that you committed to doing twenty thousand steps and you're only done eighteen and a half thousand. Yeah. You find yourself walking up and down your street to, to get another fifteen hundred steps, and then it all counts towards the journey. I walk around your kitchen island like I did, like I was doing yesterday. I did walk around the island. Yeah, <laughs> getting busy. Well, Pav, enjoy the rest of that um, that four pack of uh, Project Eighteen Seventy Nine or Ten Seventy Nine. Yeah. We're drinking. Um, a bargain at one of your leading supermarkets. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, have a great weekend, mate. And uh, thank you very much for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Bob. Cheers, mate.